Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Sunday Scaries. It's Dora here. 2020, yeah, probably a year you don't associate with the fondest of memories. It was the start of the COVID pandemic. America was in the midst of an emotionally exhausting presidential election. In the late spring and into summer, we experienced a wave of countrywide outrage and mourning over the murders of Dante Wright, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and other Black Americans by police. Specifically for me, this last one was tough, and it came off the back end of an unrelated personal loss I had suffered. I remember quite vividly losing someone close to me one day, and then the next day having to guide meditations for the Black community in Vancouver, and then the following day returning to work leaving me no time to grieve or process how I personally felt about what I had just gone through. On Sunday, looking towards the coming work week, I found myself overwhelmed by the weight of it all. I felt a deep sadness, this cloud looming over me, but didn't have any time to even look up and acknowledge that it was there. So how do we re-enter a new week after there's been so much tragedy in the world? What I found myself doing on Sundays was preparing to blindly push aside the sadness I felt, being eager to return to normal and use work as a distraction. 
I'm sure many of you know the feeling of putting on a figurative mask during times of sadness so that you can function as usual. It's almost like you have to perform in order to show up at work and do a good job. You work extra hard just to maintain this vague concept of normality. But what even is normal? And why is it something that we hold on to? And on Sunday, when looking at the overwhelming week ahead, we can ignore or try to push down feelings like sadness, anger, anxiety, stress, you know, the scaries. As a result, those difficult feelings can seep into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and on and on because you haven't taken the time needed to process and integrate everything that's going on in your life. All for the sake of keeping it together. You just try to ignore this massive looming cloud of bad news. What I didn't realize during this time was that I needed to loosen my grip. By holding on to normality in the wake of extreme events, I prevented myself from, well, feeling anything. It was a coping mechanism, yes, but not a healthy one. My difficult emotions just continued to pile up and grow bigger until I felt run down and tired. Now, there's always been challenges in the world, and there will continue to be future challenges. The more we accept this idea that the challenge is ongoing, the better we'll get at staying ready for those challenges so we don't have to get ready. Now, this doesn't mean that we should expect things to be bad all the time, but we know that life is full of impermanence, and we can't predict what will happen, good or bad. Instead, we can prepare ourselves for difficult times so it doesn't feel like such a huge shock to our system. And when it does, we have the necessary tools and practices to return to equilibrium. If we can approach each day with this awareness, with a sense of preparedness to some extent, the awfulness experienced in the world won't be such a heavy burden on our spirits. If you've never ran a marathon before, you wouldn't just sign up the day of. You'd prepare. The tragedies and chaos of life is the marathon, These big world events are not just short sprints you finish quickly. They're ongoing. So here are a few things that you can do to prepare for those tough times and build endurance for this marathon called life. First, I invite you to connect with your community. When tragedy hits, having a network of people in place is a surefire way to feel a sense of groundedness or stability. Knowing you can reach out to a friend or a loved one in times of need is incredibly comforting, not just for you, but for them too. Send a text to an old friend just to see how they are. Try writing a nice email to someone you care about. Having those interactions will help you feel more at ease and also create a stronger sense of community in difficult times. Next, look for signs of hopefulness in your surroundings. This can be as simple as noticing kids playing joyfully in your neighborhood or marveling at a tree in a nearby park. Those little signs that things are growing and people are laughing will be good to remember and even seek out when the world looks grim. And finally, it's mindfulness that can give us greater endurance to handle overwhelming feelings. Mindfulness and meditation practices help us see our way through the marathon of bad news headlines instead of retreating from the challenge of it. One of the first steps towards mindfulness in situations like this is to ask yourself, how are you feeling? Are you sad, 
hurting, anxious, overwhelmed. Maybe you just feel an overriding sense of numbness, and that's okay. To deal with numbness, try becoming open to the feeling. Try being aware that it's there and making space for it. Similar to when we turn on a tap, try turning on the emotion little by little. And if you're up for it now, let's give this a try and see what emotions may be present in this moment. So let's begin to settle in and just get comfortable. Resting both hands on your lap and placing the feet on the floor. Eyes can be open or closed. And if it feels right for you, placing a hand over your heart, connecting to your heart space, this wellspring of emotions. And perhaps you can feel the rising and falling of your chest the beating of your heart. Just seeing if you can sense into what emotions are present in this moment. Letting go of any stories that may arise with them. So noticing the emotion and staying connected to the sensation of the hand over your heart. Feeling the heart beating. And then beginning to notice the sounds around you in your space. Connecting to the sensation of the feet resting on the floor. And when you're ready, slowly and gently opening the eyes. I will say that mindfulness and other wellness practices don't make our lives easier, but they do give us endurance. They allow us to build a greater capacity for dealing with life and all of its challenges. And if you find yourself dealing with sadness and haven't had time to prepare, you can use mindfulness to help deal with those emotions in the moment too. Identify your feelings, slow down and pause, stay present, be compassionate, express gratitude for the people you love, and realize that you can find hope in different places, sometimes in the most unexpected places, including within yourself but if and only if you take a moment to search for it. I'll leave it here for today, and I know that returning to work after tragedy strikes in the world can be a layered, complex conversation, but hopefully what I offered today was helpful. Thank you so much for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you here next week when we'll talk about how to be your authentic self, even when you're under pressure to fit in. Until then, take really good care. (laughs) 